title actually, whenever you're ready, is come from like a last minute, last second before I go on a stage. There's always stage guy, manager holding that door, asking me, uh, asking my cue, and whenever you're ready. And at that very moment, I have to create so much courage and strength within and saying, you're enough. Welcome to the More Than Corporate Podcast. I'm Amber Furman, recovering perfectionist and serial accomplisher. If you're anything like I used to be, you've been living your life thinking that if you accomplish enough stuff, you'll finally find the success you've always wanted. But what if it's not about accomplishing more stuff? What if it's about accomplishing the right stuff? I believe you don't find success. You create it by intentionally designing the life you want and having the courage to get out of your comfort zone to live your design. I went from doing what I was supposed to do to doing what I love to do, and now I get to help others do the same. Keep listening as I chat with inspiring people who make it their mission to live their best life every day and learn how you too can live the life you've always wanted. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the More Than Corporate Podcast. Today, I'm super excited to have my guest, Ji-Yoon Kim. She's still not sure whether she chose the piano at the age of four or whether the piano chose her. But the award-winning classical pianist and music educator has no regrets about following her passion and love for music. She's been called a force of nature with a wealth of talent who's built a connection for her audiences through conversation, converting younger listeners to the beauty she sees in classical music. Today, between performances at venues like Carnegie Hall, the Chamber Music Society in San Francisco, the Stradivari Society in Chicago, Jiyun remains focused on finding new ways to connect with audiences and bring a fresh perspective to the magic of classical piano music. Now she's sharing these lessons and habits that she's cultivated in her life as a musician in her new book, Whenever You're Ready, How to Compose the Life of Your Dreams, which you, know, you guys know I love that already. This book is about helping readers prepare themselves mentally, emotionally, and physically for their own performances, whether they're hoping to land a job, practicing a speech, training for a marathon, or trying to accomplish a goal. Her book will offer advice, encouragement, and practical exercises that they can use to help them perform at their best and achieve their dreams. I am so excited to hear not only about this book, but about about Jiyun's background and all of the lessons that she has learned coming up in the music industry. Before we jump into that, I want to remind you that this episode is brought to you by Success Development Solutions. If you are somebody who feels that you need to increase the level of your connections, you want to connect with more business owners, you're not sure how to do that. Imagine how amazing it would be to sit in a room and listen to six and seven figure business owners talk about marketing and prospecting and community community creation, and be able to ask them any questions to help propel your business. If that sounds like something that you need, my event at the end of September, the Design Your Life Mastermind is for you. Please click on the Calendly link in this video, and let's have a conversation about whether it makes sense for you to come out to Vegas the 23rd to the 25th of September. And with that being said, let's go ahead and jump into this interview. Okay, second time's a charm, man. How are you doing this morning or this afternoon? I'm, I'm doing very well. 
Good, good. I am always so envious of people who can play the piano well. I have played the piano poorly my entire life and I love it. And it is, it's, man, it's harder than it looks. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. Um, so you've been playing since you were four. Mm -hmm. And what was it? Do you remember whether it was something that kind of drew you to that? What, why the piano? Mm, yeah, I don't actually remember if, as, I, as you actually introduced me, whether I chose piano or piano chose me. Um, but I knew that uh, I really loved music. Uh, and I actually was kind of a musical kid. I sing a song, I play flute, um, of course, a piano. Uh, but, at, 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 but at the end, when I actually, I think I, when I was like 11 or 12, that I really have to make a serious decision. Is this it? Is this, is this going to something that I'm going to pursue in my life? By that point, I was already playing piano for seven years. That point, uh, I made a conscious choice. I cannot think any other way in my life. And uh, this is what I love. And I wanted to uh, ultimate best effort forward and see how far I could go with it. That's so amazing. Do you have other musical influences in your family? Does anybody else in your family play? Mm, I wish I could say like, I, yes, I grew up with all the musical environment, but not really. My both parents were um, business owners. And, and in fact, I always felt like I have a two fathers. Like my mom was like gong-ho, like um, <laughs> a businesswoman. And I always have a two counselors, but never mom. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but at the end, that really uh, helped me to um, actually become a better musician in this world because being a musician is not only about music, but it's actually being a, a, your own entrepreneur and, and business owner of, of your own talent and your own, your own um, you know, job that you create. So in that regard, my parents really set me up in the correct path. Uh, I, but both of them were very musical in a way. They love singing and they support me because they know how much I I love music early on. That's awesome. And I think it's really interesting, the connection that you just made between music and being your own boss and being an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I'm a huge music lover. And it wasn't until I started hanging around with songwriters that I realized just how much it's constantly working to get your stuff out there just mm -hmm. like it is when you own a business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's for sure. I think um, in the music school, unfortunately, or up into the getting to a, like in undergrads, you know, you are getting to a Juilliard will be your ultimate goal. And you don't even think about what actually you're going to do with music that you are passionate, you're good at. And even the school, unfortunately, hopefully at this time is a little bit better. But even when I went to, you know, undergrad, master's, even doctorate degree in piano performance and there's no class that really prepare me to actual real world in my mind after I get a doctorate <laughs> the world would open up for me uh, but actually after get a doctorate what I realized that how little I know how small I am and when I actually get into real world the real world was nothing that I ex uh, expected. I thought agent will knock on my door. You know, can you be on my roster? And I'm going to give you a tour of a world tour. And in my mind, okay, so now what? It's another day, another beautiful day. And I'm practicing on, uh, on my own. And one day I just realized, gosh, I actually have to do everything. 
where do I start? And from then on, um, I actually had to do everything on my own to try out from started to write emails to everybody and how to market myself. And I had to learn everything like a PR to marketing to um, reach out to people and create a community. And by the time I I was doing, I mean, now I where I am is all after school is over. I'm talking about doctorate to like 15 years since uh, graduation of doctorate. That's the real lesson I had to learn in real life by doing things, by failing. And uh, those, in a way, the books that I wrote, the the book I wrote uh, is about how I become who I am after the doctorate. You know, I can totally relate to that. I always tell people that if my clients knew how little I learned about being an attorney, in law school, they would be (laughs) extremely concerned, right? Which is normal. Um, And it's really sad because they call it practicing law for a reason. Mm -hmm. But it's because you get out and you know so little Mm -hmm. about, like, you know how to, you know, the the science behind it and the education Mm -hmm. behind it and the intellect behind it. The business ownership, though, Mm -hmm. you don't know anything about Mm -hmm. owning a business. I remember opening my own firm and being like, Oh, um, okay, I'm sitting in my own office. Like I have my space. Mm-hmm. What do I do now? And there was actually a moment where I had to mail a letter out mm-hmm. and I didn't know how to do it because my paralegals <laughs> had done it for me all the time. And I was like, I know how to like write on an envelope and get a stamp, but like mm-hmm. actually using a postage machine. I was like, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> so there's so much they don't teach you about business ownership. And I know that there's a lot of people listening to this that can totally relate to what you're saying right now. Mm -hmm. So for that person that says, I was never interested in owning a business. I never Mm -hmm. took the time to learn it. Or I just graduated from my doctorate and I thought that they would teach me this and they didn't. Mm -hmm. What's your advice for where people can find resources and how they can start to gain the education that they didn't learn in college? Mm, Interesting. I think actually... um, um, the mindset of school is there, but you're the, still the leader of your own, like your own life. So I think we have to get rid of altogether. School is not going to teach you, but then how can you actually take advantage of school if there is any person that you can talk to? You know, just horizon your, uh, your broaden your horizon and think about where you actually want to go. And that's where I always talk about that you have to dream first, where you want to ultimately want to be. And I I always, in the book, I said, like, dreaming is a muscle. I I encourage my students that what would be the wildest, craziest dream that you have in piano? And I find that people are really difficult to dream. And uh, I said, like, you don't have to share with me. Can you just dream? Can you just, like, think about it and maybe write it on your journal? And it still is difficult. And for myself as well. And I thought, you know, maybe landing on a professor would be nice. But there was there was a, some kind of a idea. But I, when I really think about it, when I ha- actually have to think really, really hard using those muscles of dreaming, professor was not my dream. And then then I have to think, okay, that's not the direction I want to go. Where where I want to go. And let's say, you know, I want to p- perform piano. Actually, I want to be my own business, which is, you know, talking about music and performing music, you know, teach music, everything surrounded by 
by Ji Yoon Kim as a person. That is my company. And when I set that as a, my dream, then I was starting to look at uh, other resources that really kind of lead me to that. So I, when I said dreaming is a muscle, that will point you to the direction that you were going to go. In the school, I think the best thing you can do is really find out who you are and what you are good at. And, you know, in music too, like if you think it's a piano that gets this one thing, but it's not, you can actually perform with the other chamber music group, or you can perform with orchestra, you can be a pianist in orchestra, or your solo, there's so many, or you teach, you know, and so you have to know who you are as, as like, what is your strength and what you're good at in personality wise, are you good with other people or you're better with solo, you know? And so I really try everything. I actually went to uh, get a degree in teaching group of four years old. And after the year of the certificate, I realized that's not for me. In a million years, <laughs> I don't blame no you. Way. No way. But there's other people like gaining energy from doing that. You know, those little kids are so cute, you know, but for me, they're like energy, you know, draining <laughs> for me. So that, and then right away I knew, okay, that's not it. And so I just turned my head to the other direction. Then from the school years that I think that's a place that you expose as much as possible, what you are, you know, good at, and you are actually gain energy from. For me, when I give a concert, I gain energy, but I can't do all the time. So I know my limit. I actually happy doing twice a month a big concert. More than that, it's draining. If I have more than 15 of private students at a time, it's draining. If I teach every week, it's draining. So I know, but I did all that. I perform all the time. And to find out that's too much. I taught a lot to find out that's too much for me. So I actually, that all, all of the school years was critical for me to be actually after the doctorate. And I, okay, you know, I think I want to be, you know, solo entrepreneur that then a uh, school, you know, but even then I was kind of have a vague idea, maybe, you know, still professorship is really awfully sound nice and stable. But now I look at it and I go, wow, how, if I were in that position, I would be actually depressed. Maybe I, maybe financially stable, but I'm not sure that either, actually. So then uh, becoming my own boss, CEO of Jiyoon Kim, liberated me and actually I recommend to everybody like you know this is actually really fun to be your own boss and but I realized also not many people or not everyone actually love that position because that comes with insecurity and dealing with your own negative voices and you you know I go to conferences among with all the major agencies, like Columbia Agency, those are the classical big, big group of agencies, have a big roster of musicians. I'm there next to their booth, solo, single person there. And, and then, you know, I have to look at mirror before I go out down to the exhibit hall in the hotel room and say, Jiyun, today is not going to be easy. Um, but ultimately this way will get you where you want to be which is communicating with audience be able to perform so today be a be the best agent you can be and go out and smile and you know it's not going to be easy but 
you know, just enjoy as much as possible and actually make an effort to talk to the stranger, which is difficult, and sell yourself. And um, every time it's never, it's still not easy, but I do that, uh, all those things to, uh, because I know where ultimately I want to go. That's so much good advice in that answer that I want to break down for a minute. Um, the first that you were talking about is the idea that dreaming is a muscle. And this is the first time that I've really heard it put like that, you know, and which is so powerful. Um, I remember working with some of my clients and asking them to tell me five-year goals and they couldn't do it. Like they couldn't look five years in front of them because we've been, you know, we get in survival mode where we end up looking at just the next day and the next day and the next day. And, you know, the way that you kind of talked about your perfect life being this, this puzzle of, okay, how many performances do I want to have? Okay, let's figure that out. How many clients do I want to have? And trial by error to figure that out. There's so much that goes into making that happen and possible that, but you have to be able to dream in order to do it. So you know what the possibilities are. Mm -hmm. Right. For sure. I think um, I always advise to everybody just doing crazy things and write it out, write it down. You don't, please don't share. It's because if you thinking you're going to share, you, you still, you are going to limit yourself. So just be crazy and create a dream and then think about tiniest, tiniest thing that you can do today. And I think that that pair of dreaming wild is possible and think about the tiniest step is the perfect match because you may never really make it come true that dream, but for me, the direction is important so that, uh, you know, you, you, you're not swimming on in the ocean, like, oh, where I'm going, but at least, you know, this is the where I ultimately want to go, whether it's because it is a crazy stream, but you actually thought about it at least once, then your mind is there's some seed that is already planted unconsciously. So I, I really, the reason I wrote a book, it's also there's so much going on, the mind games that we have to play, um, you and you, <laughs> you against yes. you. Um, so especially doing this solo uh, entrepreneurship and this, you know, Again, pianists, it don't sound like it's a business, but it is a business, you know, and talking in front of people and, you know, like being present in front of the public and all of these things are everything marketing to, you know, and there's a book, a sell, the, the, to sell as a human, you know, this is every, that, that book was talking about everything we do is a selling and, and the marketing and you are having a conversation you convey what you believe in that's what you're selling so the sales abilities everything that you do so i also heartbreakly agree when i play piano or a piece of music i have to convincingly uh, play it so the people really move by it but conviction conviction has to come first if people say this is a selling music which is easy sell for me because it's already so amazing uh, but that is still there's behind the scenes there's a lot of thoughts that uh, that comes through it so ultimately though I wanted to add it to in this whole conversation is that we want to be happy and uh when I talk about in the book about how to create a habit, how to create a structure, how to, you know, being a, that efficient, the best, 
you know, business entrepreneur uh, that you can be. But ultimately, at the same time, I want everybody to be content and happy and defining what success looking like without having any number attached. It's really, really important to me. So not by how much money you make, not by how many followers, how many contact you have, but more what kind of story can you create? What is what are you passionate about? What are, what are you doing the mission for what you are actually good at, you know, want to do and create the mission and make it as a fun game of life. And so ultimately that you enjoy your life doing what you love to do, um, but without having so much a number as a goal. That's for me, the defining success is that every day I'm content because I'm already playing piano. I, I am, I'm happy doing all this daily, daily stuff. And, and, you know, if someone being happy and people are, people are want to be around that happy person and that ultimately that is actually the sales, you know, the tool that you have to, bring out your brand to out in the world because you're like overpowering positivity, overpowering passion, whatever that you're selling or you're trying to, then that's ultimately the tool they can connect with other people. But in order to do that, we have to go so much inward, knowing ourselves what we are happy what you what you know about yourself and what how do you to deal with the negative voice in you how to deal with negative voice from others criticism and without the judgmental voice how can you create those like um, happy content self creating this beautiful passion that you are you have and make meaning meaning into the puzzle of into the universe and so you're needed puzzle for the for for this whole world and you you feel like you're completing your mission on this earth yeah you know it's interesting because what you just said redefines the idea of competition. Like we talk about who are we competing against? You know, if we're selling a product or service, who's our main competition? And we list out all of these people who are selling the same thing that we are, or might be working with the same clients that we are, or solve the same problems that we solve as business owners or entrepreneurs. Where on that list do you fall, right? That, that competition of, I think, as you put it, the the mind games of you versus you mm -hmm. redefines competition because nothing else matters once you harness that mind game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I really think so. I, I think you have to find, for me, the life formula is meaning plus fun. So that's the happiness. Um, if you find the meaning of whatever you do, even if you sell whatever this pencil and if you really think this pencil is gonna you have to create a meaning around it and then like have fun with it like okay what if i what do i do like it's gonna be really fun to sell this pencil i wonder if i try mm, this way and that way and curiosity i think that curiosity brings us uh us like that you know child we all have and for me that uh, if i nurture that inner child you you know even the little thing like go to go to the different route to the grocery store um just just like do nothing sometimes and um, like really encourage yourself to be creative in the work of what you do and just 
you know, curiosity doesn't come with the judgment, judgment, so that you laugh when, when things are not going in the way you want, um, and making mistakes, and then, you know, like, laugh, and still like, okay, tomorrow, I'm going to try a different way, <laughs> but that didn't work, huh? <laughs> uh, but then, you know, still the core meaning of your mission of selling this pencil is not going away, because that's you and your principles. That's why I'm emphasizing what is your the, that your principle that you have to define it. But then you have to know yourself to find <laughs> the, the principles. What that is, um, that principle can be. I'm honest person. Whatever I say, sell. That is, I really believe in. So if you don't believe it, don't sell it. But maybe you know. So something about it. It's not about the action of the selling, but really in terms with what you say, what you do, what you think is in line. So for me, if I do something, and that's exactly what I was thinking. That's exactly what I say. Then I'm happy. But if there's a, some crack of those things are not together, then um, you, you're, you're not honest with yourself. And ultimately, that's a way that you might not feel happy. Yeah. So your book is called Whenever You're Ready, How to Compose the Life of Your Dreams, which I absolutely love that title to begin with. <laughs> and then on top of that, it just ties so much into who you are and what you do with music. And, you know, for anybody who missed the very beginning of this, you know, you talked about this book being filled with the lessons that you learned after you know, you finish school and the lessons that you've learned in, in basically selling yourself as a musician to build this career. Where can people find this book? Uh, yeah, you can find it at Amazon and or where, wherever that you uh, purchase books. And I also record audiobook and which is going to come in two weeks. I find that it's actually a very intimate journey that reading my own book. And that was really interesting journey for me that I, I never really read out, out loud what I wrote. And by reading out loud, felt like I'm meeting myself. Oh, wow. um, and that was at the end of that journey, I felt sense of um, loss and sadness in a way. I say goodbye to uh, who I am now. You know, um, in, in 10 years from now, when I listen back the audio, that I will say, hey, Jiyun, how are you? the younger version of me, and so is saying goodbye to the individual, invisible um, listeners or readers that I bonded through through the book. And just like we went on a journey of, of a year or two, and then at the end of it, we say goodbye, knowing that we had a, so much so much of an experience together, but then we say goodbye. Um, so that was, it was interesting journey the most beneficial, like beneficial um, person for this this outcome is actually me. I know that, but through that, I was hoping people can get encouragement and motivation, um, and courage when you step into um, your your stage of life. The title, actually, whenever you're ready, is come from like a last minute, last second before I go on a stage. There's always stage guy manager holding that door asked me uh, asking my cue and whenever you're ready and at that very moment I have to create a, so much courage and strength within and saying you're enough you're ready you're uh, people are out there excited to hear you 
um, now you go with big smile and and you know just live as if this is the last day of your life. And I made a decision to walk to the stage. And all of this book that I, the contents I wrote is I realized all the, the activities and thinking, all the trainings, the daily mind training or emotional journey that I take, self-dialogue, is so much in line with preparing life. So I wanted to share the perspective of concert pianists, but through that perspective, you can apply whenever you make the first step, which is the hardest step. It's a, the difficult conversation is the stranger you make a first hello. So, <laughs> so, but you make that happen, that first step. So that I was hoping that this book will uh, give that strength that whenever you're ready. That's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I can hear the passion in your voice as you talk mm -hmm. about it. And I can mm -hmm. tell how close to you, not only the experience of this book that it created for you, but also the experience that it creates for your listeners or for your readers. And you feel like you're on this journey with each and every one mm -hmm. of them individually. Mm -hmm. And that definitely comes through in everything that you're saying. Mm -hmm. If people want to follow up on this conversation and continue to connect with you and learn from you or follow up on the book, what's the best way for them to contact you? Yeah, it, luckily, I'm easy to be found on the internet. <laughs> I have my own podcast. It's called Journey Through a Classical Piano. Um, actually, there's in my book, it's like a written concert. There's five movements. In between five movements, there is an intermission. So the intermission is actually I talk about one piece of music that is really dear to my heart. And there's a QR code that you can actually go to my podcast and listen to my own performance. So I think uh, podcasts will be very intimate uh, journey that you can always take with me because it's, you know, podcast is always like you hear the voice. I love that, like, analog kind of, you know, like you don't even have to see it. It's just like a conversation, <laughs> you know? Uh, yes. And music, music you, you really don't need to see it. So I think I really love the uh, format of podcast, but I have a YouTube channel you can also follow you know, because we need a little more stimulant. You want to see me, then you can come to my YouTube channel. Uh, and I also have a, a bi-weekly newsletter that's probably, uh, it's similar to the book journey because it's, it's my written reflection of the weeks that whatever I was thinking and what really um, made me think and those things I share with, with the people. And of course, if I happen to perform in your area, you won't be missed if you're a subscriber of my newsletter as well. Perfect. So really quickly, we talked about this a little bit um, briefly. You mentioned it a little bit earlier, but I ask every single one of my guests this question. I believe that we design our life and I believe that we do that by intentionally moving closer to the goals that we set when we keep our individual definition of success in mind through every decision that we make. Mm -hmm. So for you, this macro definition of success, you know, how you know your life is a success. And then the individual definition of success, when you go to bed every single night, how do you know that that day was a success? So let's start with the macro. For you, what does success mean in, in your life as a whole? How do you define it? Mm. Well, for me, the success is 
<laughs> I, I actually think about this a lot because uh, if I perform bigger, bigger hall, Carnegie Hall, is that a more success? If I make more money, is that more success? And ultimately, because I'm already doing what I'm passionate about, because I'm already playing piano, which is, is my love, already I'm talking about it, I already create a process as my goal. So my success is continue doing what I'm doing, which is what I'm passionate about at the moment is piano. Because at the, as, at the same time, I thought about if I don't and if I can be able to perform piano, is that means I, my life is not successful? Answer is no. I think I can be still who I am. The soul within me, it's still going to be Jiyun. And then what is a success then? I want to continually inspire people. And also, ultimately, I want to be content person, not shaken by external crisis of life or difficulties in life, but I am just like, I, my success will be like a monk, then <laughs> master, and continually enjoy life every single day, the food that I eat, um, the piece I play, the interaction I have at the moment, every day in the fullest, most, um, yeah, most fullest way I appreciate life. And I continually doing that. Um, that's my ultimately, uh, you know, uh, macro success is that I am internally so peaceful and content and pursuing what I love. And that is actually ultimately inspire people and create a positivity to the world. That's amazing. That's amazing. So I want to start to wrap up this episode with a quick random round to let everybody get to know you. Are you okay with that? Yes. Awesome. If you could do any profession other than what you're currently doing, what do you think would be fun to attempt? Oh, oh uh, actually working at the embassy. Oh, uh, and I, I actually love languages. So and interact with people. And I think I can be a good representative of any country, Africa or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then actually interact those people and learn their cultures. And, you know, um, I, I, it will be kind of interesting. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. If you could time travel, where would you go and why? Ooh, time travel. Um, I actually do want to go 300 years ago, you know, doing a classical music. And at that time, that was rock and roll. And what would be like those pop music is the classical music. Everybody's like going crazy. Oh, my gosh, there's a piano coming in town. And there's no other entertainment but coming to uh, actually listening raw acoustic into the three fit, you know, away from the uh, amazing audience. I mean, the, the musician and audience interaction. So I want to go there, like where Mozart was performing and Beethoven was there. And I just want to feel their soul so resonating in me and come back here and do, do the same. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds amazing. And last question, and this may be difficult as a, mu as a musician, um, but I'm a huge music nerd. So I have to know what's your pump up song? What do you listen to? to put yourself in a good mood. <laughs> that is difficult. That is difficult for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, that is definitely a difficult uh, question because 
in my head, there's always a piece of music that I'm working on and constantly playing. So I, I hardly actually play external audio outside in my, my own head. Um, so it's, because I, it's 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 almost like a, you are listening to different audios, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that they have conflict is really difficult. Um, this morning I went to surf, and it was difficult to wake up. But in my head there was um, there's a piano quintet, Frank piano quintet in F minor that I'm working on, and third movement is very much like uh, <laughs> Game of Thrones. There's a wind, oh, wow. winter, winter is coming that like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, kind of uh, like a little dark, but very much forward motion. And when I listen to him, like, oh, I give it, I better go. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. One more time, if people want to connect with you, where's the best place for them to reach you? Uh, you can come to my website that there are where everything is, you know, all information will be there. So gyunkim.com. If you have a difficult time to pronounce my name, always do month of June, not July, June uh, with a sudden accent, Jiyun, but a spelling is J. E-E-Y-O-O-N, Kim. That's awesome. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. It has been great to get to know you a little bit, and I'm looking forward to checking out your book and also sharing it with my audience. Oh, that would be great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the More Than Corporate Podcast. If anything that was said during this episode resonated with you or provided value in any way, it would mean the world to me if you would head over to iTunes and leave a rating and review for the More Than Corporate Podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to do that. I'm really looking forward to connecting with you. If you'd also like to connect, I've created a Facebook group that is full of amazing people who also make it their mission to live their best life every single day. If that sounds like something that you're interested in the name of that facebook group is success center head over there request to join and i look forward to connecting with you soon